Have you ever seen someone do really well and wonder how on earth they managed it? I found myself asking that very question at times, and now I want to uncover the elements that go into creating success, influence, connection, and most importantly, happiness in people's lives. My friends, welcome to the High Performance Human Podcast. A warm welcome back to the High Performance Human Podcast. It's Andy here. Welcome to one and all. It's so good to have you back on the show. Now joining us today, we have got uh, a really, really good guy, first and foremost. Before I start going into how good an operator he is, I've got one of the best humans going around, I reckon, on the show today. Uh, Shane Lowe is the CEO, director, founder, you know, whatever you want to call it, the head honcho of Real Estate Training Australia, which is a registered RTO supplying uh, Cert 3, Cert 4s, and a whole load of training within the real estate space. Um, he's got uh, an amazing career that has brought him to this point and is very much a leader in the education and knowledge space from an official capacity. I know that I'm a coach and I can say all the things that I want to say, but Shane's gone down the much more meticulous and much more arduous path of being a registered RTO and all of the stuff and the, and the responsibilities that that brings. And as a result of that, you can almost see Shane as a bit of a gatekeeper to the industry. Uh, is That's the way where I sort of see him as, as very much a gatekeeper to the game. So uh, Shane, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on board. And, and by the way, team, as you will have seen uh, over the course of the last first few episodes, uh, Rita is a very proud sponsor of this podcast. And look, from my point of view, I've had a couple of offers, but there was very few that I was actually going to entertain. And, and I'm really glad that Shane's come on board. So Shane, a warm welcome to the High Performance Human Podcast. How are you doing today, sir? Andy Reid, mate, what an introduction. I uh, I don't think I, I, I don't know if I can live up to the hype. Uh, let's just wrap things up here. We'll finish on a high note. Um, mate, that was incredible. Um, <laughs> pleasure to, uh, to be a part of it, pal. Thanks for inviting me on. Uh, pleasure is absolutely ours. It's both mine and our listeners' uh, pleasure that we've got someone like you coming on board because one of the reasons why I really enjoyed the prospect of having yourself and, and RETA come on board as a uh, as a name sponsor for the podcast is because, obviously, from my point of view, I have a very, very strong ethos and a real strong desire without being too crusadery uh, to raise the bar within the industry and the synergy that i have with yourself and with uh with reta is is it's it's all around that in my opinion um but before, before we dig into it and get into the nuts and bolts tell everybody uh on that's listening to the show who you are and, and a little bit of a journey up to this point okay okay can do uh so first and foremost uh i myself uh, real estate agent for 17, 17 and a half years, roughly. Um, I started my career following a uh, story, started my career in real estate following a relatively successful career in the construction industry. Um, decided that I needed to, you know, embark on something that wasn't as, as physically taxing. Um, without a high school diploma or, or anything else, um, I was left with very limited options. So like many, I jumped into the real estate industry with both feet um, and pursued it as, as aggressively and, and um, I guess as, as best as I possibly could. Uh, fast forward through my career, I've gone from sales associate to sales manager roles relatively quickly um, through to regional management, um, into corporate training and into business ownership within the real estate industry. Um, and you know, at each juncture, found that there was a, a, a massive um, gap in the marketplace as far as adequate training for, for new to industry people. So it led me ultimately to uh, to pursue the career path that we're on now, uh, being an RTO and providing that uh, that level of training and, and qualifications for those pursuing a career in real estate. Do you miss being on the front line? <laughs> That's a good question, mate. Um, there's definitely times, yes. Um, and I say that because I don't necessarily miss the the huge amount of hours committed to to working to you know to be out there meeting with prospective clients, vendors, buyers, and, and everyone in between. For me, it's 
I do miss the thrill of those conversations. You know, when when training, and you probably find it yourself, when you're going through training with people and you're giving them all the dialogues and you're going through the different scripting, it lights a fire in your belly again, you know, and and you get excited about it and you can see how you can really influence somebody in that conversation. And you're like, that's that's kind of the thing that I do miss. But uh, fortunate to still have a, I'd like to call it a toe in the industry. Oh, you've got more than a toe, right? I think you've got a, a, a few more limbs than just a toe because <laughs> I do. I, a I, long I, leg. I, I very much see you as as a, as a gatekeeper, but one that has the uh, the right or the the appropriate motivation behind being someone that is in that position. You know, what someone that, uh, like I said, without being too over the top sort of crusader type mentality you you yeah. very much have an appreciation for the level of responsibility uh, that real estate agents have and and yeah. society right we're, we're not we're not putting mayo on that that is a absolute statement of fact so everybody needs somewhere to live and and real estate professionals are the ones that make that happen right so yeah. So to be someone that is uh, wanting to maintain and constantly look at how we can raise the bar across Australia is is um, it's it's a position that I think needs to be paid more attention to. To to be perfectly honest, now we normally do this with all of our guests before we crack on and get stuck into okay. the conversation. Um, you know, in my humble opinion, the four elements to becoming a high performance human that is success. Influence, connection, and happiness. Mm-hmm, so I want mm-hmm. to know from you, Shane Lowe, what is your definition of a high-performance human? Um, that, that is the first time I've ever been asked that question, Andy. So uh, well, <laughs> well done on being a real, uh, real pioneer of that topic. Um, mate, I think, look, in, in, my, in my personal and professional opinion, I think to achieve those four elements that you've spoken about in your definition of a high performance human i think for me you need to be a good person doing the right thing you know set the ego aside set the the uh, the arrogance aside um try and attack any situation with good intention you know, there, there's no room for trying to win every conversation. There's no benefit in trying to walk into any situation and think I'm going to get whatever I can mm. out of this. You won't have longevity in your success if that's what you're going to be doing. Yeah. You know, being a high performance human, to summarize, be a good person, do the right thing. That's possibly one of the most simplistic answers that we've had on the show but it is so clearly defined and so easy to consume that i i actually think it's incredible i actually think it's amazing in its simplicity to be honest and the reason why is because we've had over the journey so far we've had amazing answers every single person that's been on the show so far has had incredible answers um but to boil it down to a, an internal ethos of essentially what you're saying is being of service to, uh, mm-hmm. of service to uh, yourself and those around you um, is essentially what we're where we're heading to with this. But yeah, you mean you, you wake up in the morning, Andy, and, and you 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 know put your both feet on the ground, and and when you you stand up beside your bed and you think I'm going to go out there today and I'm going to achieve greatness. Achieving greatness and being a high performance human might just simply be that you know you, you've you've told somebody that they they dropped their wallet on the ground. You know you've you've done it. It, it doesn't necessarily, in my opinion, need to be defined by writing a million dollars in GCI. Mm. It is more defined of what are you doing in your day to day activities that makes you better than what you were yesterday and better than the average person. Love it. I love that. I lo- just the, the the simplicity of it is absolutely brilliant. And and if you think about it, right? So take this. Take the example of uh, picking up a wallet and and running up to running up to the person that's dropped it and say, "Hey, mate, you dropped your wallet, right?" And mm-hmm. the if we were all to do that, those little those little one percent efforts of kindness, right? Yeah, we all know. 
and everybody listening to this would absolutely be able to close their eyes and know how that feels to do something good for someone and the yeah. chemical reactions that go on as a result of that. And then as a result of that, the level of motivation internally and aspiration to want to do more right is for mm-hmm. more people, it naturally just accelerates a little bit. And, and yeah. you know, you do that accumulatively over the course of time, the level of momentum, the, you know, uh, a happiness momentum or, or kindness momentum, whatever you want to call it, uh, will drive you to end up achieving whatever it is that you want to achieve without really having to focus on, you know, really growl and snarl in order to get to where you want to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we, we often say in business, and I think in any industry, it's it's paramount that referrals and word of mouth are the best form of, uh, of business that you can attract. Mm-hmm. What better way to get referrals and word of mouth uh, and, and great, um, you know, ref- recommendations from people than just doing the right thing? I love it. I love this. I love it. That's that's right up there. That's on the leaderboard. Absolutely, it is, Shane. I will say, uh, in my humble For a opinion. win. Absolutely. Excellent. <laughs> now, let's get stuck into the meat and potatoes of this uh, conversation. Okay. I'm a firm believer, and I would say this being a coach, obviously, uh, that mm-hmm. you know, knowledge is power. And in order, if we're looking at those four elements, success, influence, connection, and happiness, yep. realistically, when we are looking to gain a connection with someone in a professional sense or have some sort of influence over a, a client or a community or whatever yep part of our judge part of those people their their judgment of us is the IQ piece right that's one half of it okay do we know what yep. we're doing? all right do we have any idea as to what we're doing credibility piece uh, goes mm-hmm. a long way and you obviously as the head of an RTO where you are very much the one that stamps the stamps the passports uh, as they go on their journey in real estate yeah what is it about knowledge and and credibility of knowledge what, what is it that makes you so passionate about doing what you do and and building a business that that you've built um for the real estate space and and this is going to be somewhat controversial, Andy. Where um, yes, particularly amongst you know my peers in the industry and in the the training sector, they may not they may not appreciate me saying this, but um, I, honestly, I believe that there is a significant uh, disconnect between what is legally required to be taught as part of an industry qualification and what should realistically be taught as part of the entry requirement for real estate. Significant disconnect between the two. Um, being taught terms and conditions of contracts, being taught the appropriate forms to use for the for the right reasons and at the right time, um, being taught and having an understanding of legislation. Sure, it's all important. Okay, it's it's necessity to know those things. It helps you from not being sued. It helps you get paid. All those sorts of wonderful stuff, right? But. You know, to take you on a little bit of a journey, like when I first started in real estate and, you know, going back to, to the introduction, I came from the construction industry, okay, where we communicated by grunting at one another and throwing things. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really a, an industry where, you know, we, we had a, a strong vocabulary. Um, coming into the real estate industry with absolutely no idea what I was doing, I was no different to, to a lot of other people. You know, I obtained my qualification in a few days, thought I'm going to be the next big superstar out there. And off I went on my journey. Um, I was fortunate enough to, to land a position as a, as a salesperson within a very reputable office here on the Gold Coast. And uh, the first thing that my sales manager said to me was, um, Shane, I want you to go prospecting. And I was all gung-ho. Yeah, mate, no problems. I'm going to go prospecting. Absolutely. Didn't want to disappoint anyone. Off I went, full suit and tie, door knocking all the, 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 the area in which my uh, was my, my patch. A little over 1,400 homes there. And uh, every single day, I would go out there door knocking, uh, asking people if they're interested in selling or buying real estate. One thing that I learned from all that, Andy, is um, A, it's really hot walking around the streets wearing a certain tie. Uh-huh. <laughs> and for those of but, you, uh, just, just to put that little one into a little bit of context, for those of you that are listening uh, overseas, Gold Coast is up in Queensland, which is sort of sort of east to northeast section of Australia. It gets warm, 
and like we're not, talking, warm. Yeah. we're not talking warmish we're talking proper warm uh so yeah suit and tie and it can get humid as well up there so suit and tie in humidity uh it's no yeah. reason why uh it was why shane uh elects i'm gonna say elects to shave his head it's not through it's not uh through the, the tide is well and truly gone out on my, uh, <laughs> I'm my to help you out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> i don't have a choice it's either a receding hairline or a, or a shaved head um but you know the other thing that i learned from that journey andy is um and this might surprise quite a lot of your uh, your listeners and viewers is that buyers and sellers they fundamentally have one really important thing in common okay they fucking work, right? That's how they can afford to buy and sell property, okay? Mm -hmm. So coming into the real estate industry brand new, no idea what I was doing, being told to go out prospecting, I spent days, weeks, months walking the streets during business hours trying to generate clients. Yeah. Unbeknownst to me, the best time of the day that I could have been doing that was out, outside of business hours. Yep. You know, right. Would have, would have put in a, 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 a lot more, would have got a lot more results for a lot less effort. Right. Then the reason I take you on that journey, the reason I tell you that story is, is quite simply that the reason I struggled so early on in the industry and the reason why a lot of people struggle so early on in the industry is that there is that disconnect, you know, not having that education around what is, you know, realistically required means that a lot of people, just like me, start in the industry, have a qualification, think, wow, I'm going to be the next Gavin Rubenstein. Off I go. I'm going to you know, write a few million dollars next year. And sadly, it just doesn't happen for them because they've never understood the fundamentals. I couldn't agree with that more. And, and just to add to that, I think the way that uh the the entry requirements for, you know, from a legislative point of view, in real estate across the board, obviously, you know, it has to be black and white. So therefore the gray of life is ignored to a degree and there's not a mm -hmm. lot you can do about that. Uh, but the, the lack of real world application uh, at that sort of, at that sort of level is, is sometimes and on occasion, it can be quite astounding. Uh, you know, yeah. I, and harking back to my, my very early days, I did my uh, five-day course, got into the game, and and once I got into the game, the comment that I got was more than once was right. Now you've now you've got your qualification, you can start to learn how to do real estate. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, interesting. I mean, I knew I wasn't going to know everything, of course, but you know, because mm -hmm. I'm human, so you're never going to know everything. But of course. But I understand your frustration, not your frustration, but I understand why now that you, you've gone down this path, because this is one thing that I really like about, about how you go about it is that there is some real world application to the education that you guys bring forward. And, and it's real world application within the context of being legal, within the context of being legit. And, yeah. and, and that's the balance that I think, uh, is, been improving uh recently because the the amount of information that's out there you know any vendor or seller can understand what the go is right because they can just do a tippy tap tap on this magical website called google or chat gpt now and find yeah. out all the information yeah. that they need anyway right so so you know from, from an agent point of view that real world application is so much more necessary now otherwise what use have you got really absolutely um, Absolutely. So, yeah, we're, we're not the oracles that we once were. People people have more information at their fingertips than they've ever had before. And, and real estate agents now, you know, if I'm being honest, and, and where I see the purpose of a, of a real estate agent in today's real estate world is, is to be a good customer service representative. That's ultimately what it is. You're, you're in a people industry. It's got nothing to do with property. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you, you need to service the people and be that conduit between the person looking to buy and the person looking to sell bridge that gap and have that conversation, making everyone feel comfortable and at ease to want to do business with you, that's how you're going to win the day. Couldn't agree more. Now, would you say that that's probably your your um, biggest frustration? Because as, as and I keep referring to you as a gatekeeper, um, and I'm saying yep. that in an entirely positive sense, um, um, 
Is that what you Demi, would say? Yeah, the little staff saying none shall pass. And yeah, exactly. And not letting anyone in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm thinking of all sorts of stuff, like centurions and whatever. Um, <laughs> would you say that that's one of your biggest frustrations? Or because the real estate space, much akin to a lot of other spaces in the service sector, um, yep. finding people, finding staff is not easy at all and and actually yep. keeping them is very very difficult you go yep. you put yep. these people through the process of getting their qualifications and whatnot and then you send them on the merry way and you sort of keep an eye on them and see where they end up and, and what have you i mean you mentioned you had a catch up with uh, a former um a former customer of yours just yesterday um yep. but you keep up with these people is there anything else Really gets on you, gets on your grits, you know, around around the space. No, I'm not trying. Not we're not we're not wanting to bag the industry out in any way, shape, or form. No, no, not at all. But no. um, I think you could, there's, there's whatever a your frustrations are, you pretty much apply it to almost any service based industry. I reckon. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think the 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 two main frustrations that I have and that we see day in, day out in the industry, not just in the training space, but what we we see when we're speaking with our clients at, at our agencies that we deal with and we do training with, the frustrations that they're sharing with us are, are much the same as what we're finding as well from the training space. Mm. Um, you know, so there's two key ones for me or two main ones. And the first one is um, misconceptions and myths about the industry, okay? A lot of people that want to pursue real estate are looking to pursue real estate for a lifestyle change they're looking to make that ceo paycheck without having a a university degree behind them mm. great that's what i want to do as well okay that's what most people want to do but the problem is they watch shows like million dollar listing uh you know lux listings those sorts of things selling sunset and whilst they're very entertaining programs nothing against them they don't give a true depiction as to what the real estate industry is like. You don't just turn up late for work, abuse everybody else in the uh, in the office, get paid a million bucks, and drive away in a in a brand new Mercedes. You know, it just doesn't happen, right? You're you're looking at thirty year career success stories made from countless hours and enormous amounts of sacrifice, mm. and you're looking at that as, oh, that's going to be my get rich quick pathway, right? It just doesn't happen. Okay. Um, it's not to say it can't happen. It's not to say that, that the listeners out there today can't achieve that level of success in real estate. There's huge amounts of success that can be attained from it, as, as you well know. But we need to be realistic about our own capacity for success and how quickly we're going to achieve that. It's not going to happen in 12 months, right? And that's, that's sort of the, one of my main frustrations. The second, um, the second one is that and I guess this is the same in, in any service-based industry, any industry, I, I guess, at all, is that you you will get what you pay for, right? If you're going into real estate as a career, something that you're looking at long-term, not just a job you think that you're going to try and make some quick dollars in, you're looking at this as a career, invest in yourself, invest in your career, you know, whether it be with my RTO or anywhere else, look at doing this for the right reason and put some put some bank behind it, you know? Don't just think, I'm going to go and get a $150 qualification from the cheapest possible provider out there because it all is the same thing ultimately because you're just going to be one of those statistics that ends up leaving the real estate industry within the first 12 months. You've got no idea what you're doing. Yeah. Right? So that, yeah. That's, my, that's my two main frustrations. You know, invest in yourself, be serious about it, but also be realistic about what you're trying to achieve and the timeline to achieve that as well. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Rita, Real Estate Training Australia. Shane and the team genuinely care for the success of all of their students, not only providing them with the qualifications to enter the industry, but the skills in order to thrive. With 24-hour online support, access to one-on-one training sessions, lifetime access to industry mentors and support, as well as free job-ready training programs for anybody that gets their qualifications through their portal. They're a tremendous outfit, and they want to make sure that everybody that comes into the industry stays in the industry. For more information, make sure you head to their website, www.reta.edu.au.
Now digging into those two because uh, you know I, they yeah. are two that I that I do agree with uh, to, for the most part. With regards to the get rich quick thing, it's it's a valid. Mm-hmm. How much of that do you feel is based on the perception of the industry, and how much of that do you can we attribute though to the the what is quickly becoming almost a perception a perceptive norm? Uh, thanks, you know, with regards, you know, the Insta fame and uh, influencer influencer journeys and 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 whatnot, the influencer generation. How much of it yeah. can we attribute? to that right because because and and i'm not blaming social media i think it's just it's the people that use social media that have got things to answer for not the actual platforms themselves but you know the age-old uh instagram perception of you know the fast life and the great life and the rich life and all this sort of stuff and that you can do this in five minutes and so on and so forth how much of that is uh, contributing towards some of the concerns and frustrations that you've got within this space? Oh, a, a huge amount of it. A, a large percentage of that would be attributed to social media and to the perception of real estate. You know, it, it's it's no different to a, a person who's uh, got a gambling addiction. You know, they're never going to tell you about their losses. They're only going to tell you about the wins that they have. You know, all you see on social media is the success of these agents. They're not showing you the grind that they go through through the early stages of their career where they might go six months without making a sale. And if they're, you know, in, in a traditional office, they might not be making much income. You know, they're living a meagre rang diet because they can't afford to go and have the caviar and champagne that they're drinking now. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're working 150 hours a week. You know, you only see the, the glitz and the glamour of it on social media. You don't see the reality and the hard work behind the scenes. You know, Josh Tesselin is a, a, a massive agent um, in New South Wales, Victoria, Surrey, with it with the Ray Wide Group. Massive agent, you know, huge identity in the industry, has attained enormous amount of success. He's the first person to say the amount of or to talk about the amount of sacrifice that he's gone through to to get to that level. You know, he doesn't just spruik the, the the good times; talks about the reality behind it and. I think realistically, if we all did that, you know, if, if you and I sat here right now and talked about the failure rate for the real estate industry, we talked about, you know, the, the, the realistic income for the next you know, 12 months for someone entering into the industry, we're not selling it, okay? People are going to sit there and go, ah, this might not be for me. You know, I can make more money working at Coles in, in less time. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those ones where there is very much a short-term sacrifice. It can accelerate exponentially, which is wonderful. But that first yep. period is is what a lot of people need to realize. I'm working with a, a relatively young team uh, in the northern suburbs of Victoria at the minute. And uh, there's some young lads there, 23, 24, who have got all the energy in the world. And they're becoming really despondent because after – Two months, three months, six months, they're wondering why it's not happening. And and they're, yep. they're really struggling to comprehend why it's not happening. You know, I'm doing all the right things. Yep. Why isn't it happening? You know, and they don't understand that they, or they don't they don't understand or they don't understand the perspective uh and the and the viewpoint from the consumer population that in order to earn the trust of one of a community or a society when it comes to this game, when you think about mm-hmm. it beyond a marriage, you know, this is probably the biggest financial decision that anyone would make. Absolutely. That Joe Absolutely. would make. And so it's going to require a heck of a lot more trust than just a few months of dropping some letter bo- letters, bo- letters into letterboxes, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more with that statement. I mean, it's something that I'll often try to, I want to use the term educate uh, around here, Andy, but I know educate is probably not the, the correct terminology for it, but I often say to people that as an agent, what you're trying to do and what you're trying to express to the marketplace is that you're the best choice for them. Mm. You know, the first choice of any vendor is who they choose as an agent, right? That's their mm. first big decision. So as an agent, we're trying to express to them and convince them in a way that we're that right choice, right, that they should put their trust in us. How can we differentiate ourselves from all those other agents out there if all we're doing is smashing justice to just souls, free appraisals, letterbox drops, and all that sort of stuff? It's being present in the marketplace, doing the right thing, going out there and speaking with people, door knocking, whatever it might be, where 
your front and center of your marketplace so people can actually make and form their own opinion of you based on how you conduct yourself as an individual. And if you're doing that and you're doing the right thing, you're going to win that trust all day long. And I think a large part, which, and and, and again, you could apply this to any new industry or job that, you, that you're going into, irrespective of whether it's real estate, whether it's the bloody police force, whatever, you need mm-hmm. to find yourself within that space as yeah. well, you know, because yep. irrespective of job, you always go into a job with this, un, with this idea, this notion of what success yep. looks like in that role. Yeah, reality could be tremendously different when you un, when you all of a sudden become immersed in whichever industry you are in or whichever role you are in, and you feel and understand for yourself how you're reacting to the same scenarios that you're seeing all these successful people just vault over, right? Um, and there'll be yep. some that you hit a wall with, and some that you absolutely smash out of the park. But then that adjusts automatically what success ends up looking like for you within the space. And I think absolutely, I think a lot of people, and you know, bringing this back to the real estate, I think a lot of people within real estate, when they first jump in, I think there really needs to be a sense of leadership from the space around allowing their new incumbents to actually get to know who they are within the context of the role that they are in. Um, because, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because we're dealing with because we're dealing with humans, and we're in a service based industry. Our own maps of the world are going to affect how we view whatever situation comes our way, right? And 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 if we mm-hmm. don't give ourselves an opportunity to calibrate ourselves appropriately, that's for me. That's one of the main contributing factors as to why the the amount of churn, the amount of of, of turnover of new talent is as high as it is. Absolutely, absolutely, Could completely agree with that. And I think, you know, that one of the things that we we often say to new to industry trainees, uh, students, and existing agents is that when you're going out there in the marketplace, what you're saying only really matters to you. It's what you're doing in your marketplace that matters to everybody else. Mm. You know, that's that's what needs to be changed. And completely on on that that notion of people coming into the industry, getting some training, getting some support, getting some I guess practical application of knowledge. You know, imagine a world where people coming into the industry, yeah, you obtain your qualification, but perhaps whilst doing that qualification, you can go and do some some work experience somewhere. You know, shadow an agent and go and see what it's really like. Get out there and get an understanding for it before you jump two feet into it. Not because you're not dedicated or committed to it, but just because you're not going to be wasting your time or the business owners or or, or worse upsetting a client because you don't know what you're doing you don't know how to handle a conversation because you've got lack of experience mm. you know getting some industry app or real world application in the industry i think it would change it would change everything now going on to the next point that you made about you get what you pay for right um in in yeah. really investing in oneself and one's own progress mm-hmm. Who's who's who, who? Have you got a coach? Like, what's your setup? I uh, I often will tune into uh, to Nick Stewart, who's a, a mindset coach. Um, I've got personal mentors that I uh, I do spend a lot of time with. I have um, you know a very structured um, lifestyle around these days and these weeks. I will go out there and spend you know thirty minutes hour 45 minutes whatever it might be whatever time that they can allow and dedicate for me mm-hmm. um you know we'll sit down live talk about business talk about me personally where i'm at okay because um, it's not all business it's not all you know focusing on you know what's going on professionally if the the engine's not right it doesn't matter what's going on outside of that if you're if personally you're not going well and what's happening in your mind isn't isn't humming along strongly you know that's going to reflect poorly in business as well Oh. So, uh, so yeah, I do. Uh, I do have you know personal mentors and, and coaches as well. And what are you currently? Um, if you don't mind me asking, what are you currently working on within yourself? Like, what's what's an area of focus for you right now? Big area of focus for me at the minute is gratitude. Okay, um, it's something that I 
I've struggled with a lot in my life. Um, I, I, I will be the first to admit that I've always let comparison be the thief of joy in my life. You know, I'll, um, going back to, to an earlier topic of, of what we see on social media, you know, I, even today I sit there and I compare my business with my competitors where they're at. You know, mm. what, what they're achieving and, and what level of students they're speaking with in comparison to what we're doing. It's comparing a 30 year journey to a, to a, for, to a one year journey, mm. you know, um, and, and not just appreciating where we're at right now and, and, you know, what we've had to overcome to get here. And, uh, you know, appreciating that, you know, right now you're achieving some pretty awesome things. Give yourself a big pat on the back, you know. So gratitude is is uh, is my core focus at the minute. Do you think that you mentioned that this is, the, you know, you've had a problem around uh, gratitude for most of your life, you mentioned then. Do you yeah. feel that uh, a lot of that is brought about through the environment that you were brought up in? Or do you think that uh, it's something that, has been influenced more heavily since being in a space like real estate because we before we before we hit record on this mm-hmm. we were talking about our own particular journeys and we were talking about the you know the whole topic of tall poppy syndrome and what have you yeah yeah how yeah. much of this um without wanting to sound harsh on you here without like how much of this sort of pessimism should we say yeah uh, yeah it's yeah, been influenced by the industry that you're in uh, look, I'll, I'll probably package it a, a, a slightly different way if I can, Andy, rather than being completely direct in this. Mm. Um, there's often a saying that you become the people you surround yourself with. Yep. You know, if you surround yourself with winners, you become a winner. Okay. Um, when I first started out in this industry, and I guess it could be the same in any industry, I tried to surround myself with those who were doing much, much better than me. Okay. Mm. Problem was, because of that, whilst I was striving to, to reach their level or to even exceed their level, um, problem was I would compare my life and where I was at right now in comparison to where they're at in their life and their career. Mm. Um, and I think that surrounding yourself with the people you want to become is, is amazing. I think it's an absolute must for anybody in business um, or, or just professionally. You know, you want to do better, surround yourself with better people. Mm. Right? But just be mindful that you should also be grateful for the opportunities that you've got in front of you, you know, for the things that are happening right now today, not the things that you're wanting to happen tomorrow. Yeah, I love that. I really like that. Well, we've, we've, there's been a couple of people, couple of guests so far that have talked about the importance of being in the moment, but I really like your balanced viewpoint there of, of understanding that, yes, you need to be around better people in order to become better yourself. You, you really do. Yeah. And honestly, that's part of the, my motivation for doing this podcast in the first bloody place, to be honest, is, is making sure yep. that my connection with those who I feel uh, are really doing good things, uh, I'm connecting with properly. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I can very much appreciate your viewpoint, though, that it's very easy to go, well, why aren't I doing that now? When... Yep. There is God knows how many hours and blood, sweat and tears that have got them to that point that we feel for some reason that we should have some divine right to. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and you're experiencing with your clients at the moment. You know, you, you mentioned before that they're, uh, they're mm. sitting there going, I, I put the work in. Why am I not getting results? Putting the work in today is not going to generate you an immediate result. And that's one of the hardest things in this industry. And I think it's one of the hardest things in business in general. You know, I, I go out there and bust my ass today. It doesn't, you know, generate me an immediate result. I don't sit there and reap the reward from it this afternoon, mm. you know, but it, it's, you know, if you went and, if you went and, and, uh, and opened a cafe tomorrow and you had a customer straight away, you'd see that as a win. You know, if you opened a cafe tomorrow and, and it took you six months to find a, to, to find a customer, you'd feel like a failure. Yeah. Right? But in real estate, that's normal. Yeah. Right. It, it's it's trying to build the business in that six months. That's that's completely normal, and it's it's so hard to maintain that enthusiasm for what we do, both in the industry and just in business and, and life, when you're not seeing that immediate result because result rather because we need that pat on the back. You know, as, as humans, we need to be told that we're doing a good job. Yeah, we need, 
we need that uh, that that reassurance, you know. And I don't think it's I don't think it's poor form to want that degree of affirmation, right? No, not at all. I think that in some respects, the need for validation has been ostracized a touch, right? That human mm-hmm. need for validation has been singled out, and I'm guilty as charged with this, especially when it comes to this, especially when it comes to your uh, Instagram or Facebook statistics or whatever, right? Where that that vanity metrics sort of topic of uh, the need for validation because you you put a post on there and in order to feel like you exist, you need to have 10 thumbs up, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. In order to feel validated. And I think because of that, I think that inherent human requirement is being uh, sort of poo-pooed as something that weak people need or, yeah. you know, or people that have a lack of self-esteem needs. Um, mm-hmm. When I think... Because, yeah, kind of going down the track that you've talked about there, I think that we all need to perhaps just accept that part of being human is the part of feeling like you are being wanted or you are yeah. being, you know, you your existence is being acknowledged in some way, shape or form. Because we are very much pack animals, right? We're the Absolutely. Humans are pack animals. And 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 without, well, I mean, we can go down this rabbit hole if we, if we want, but... One thing that I'm really sort of marinating and in the in I'm cooking in the kitchen at the minute is the the damage that conversations around self whatever and the mm-hmm. volume, the enormity of the term of how much the term self is being used. So whether it is self uh, improvement or self awareness or self um, self motivation, whatever the case may be. The, yep. the prefix, the the prefix of of the of the term self. Um, I'm actually looking at the correlations between the volume of that of the of the use of it and the rise in mental health challenges that are being faced in the world. Because it's almost like the world's trying to make us right. In order to be successful, you need to be successful by yourself. Yeah. And, and and in order to be successful, you need to have X amount of zeros in your bank account and things like that. Yeah. Um, and and if I may just interject, I mean, let's let's take what you're saying there around even self validation, mm. and you know, attach that to to my definition of a high performance human. You know, when I walk down the street these days, one of the things that I've been trying to do is smile, say hello to people when I walk past them. You know, mm. it, it's it's almost the real life version of the thumbs up on a on a on a post. Yeah, because you you walk down the street and you see someone like, hey, going, good morning, good afternoon, mm. and you find that by doing that and starting to to set that habitual behaviour, you feel better within yourself. That mental space gives you that self validation. Like I'm a good person. I'm doing good things. But the flow-on effect is that those people that you've interacted with, they walk away from it, irrespective of how day, their day started, feeling better as well. So, and uh, so to to really sort of hammer that point home, you could then argue, therefore, that a lot of this stuff about self awareness and and whatever, mm-hmm. you could argue that they've got it twisted because the reality is, as a human being. In order to feel genuinely validated within oneself, you need to provide some degree of validation to a set to a third part to someone else. You yep, need without to, wanting anything in return. Yeah, you need to have that feeling of connection, however brief, with another mm-hmm. human being in order to do it. So you can't validate your own existence by yourself. Uh, right. It really just doesn't exist. And so, you know, if we were to bring this into a real estate context, salespeople that are new to the game and they're, they're, they're wanting their existence validated by income, obviously, initially, and, and, and action and business and, and, and vendors, sellers, listings, whatever, uh, rentals, whatever the case may be, in order to become validated in your role, you need to be of service to those around you in order yep. to feel that level of validation. You can't go out just expecting, like you said, what you mentioned just there, which I think I really want to highlight, which is expecting nothing in return. By going yep. out with the with the inherent goal of 
providing value to those around you, that that is the only way realistically to open the door to validation in oneself. Yeah, hundred percent, a hundred percent agree. I really. I like- mean, imagine. Imagine for a moment as a brand new person to industry, if instead of going out there and believing that you're going to be that next million dollar writer of income, um, that you're going to go out there and, and door knock every single house in your street and, you know, sweat profusely in a suit and tie, instead of doing that, you know, just say to somebody in your office, say, hey, Andy, do you mind if I work with you? I'm not going to charge you a cent. Okay. I just want to shatter you. I just want to learn from you. You're providing value. I'm providing value to you by assisting you with all your your, your follow-up calls and your callbacks and your prospecting and your open homes. Mm. You know, I, I'm providing value to you and I'm not asking for anything in return. I just want to observe, okay, any other little bits that I get along the way where you're offering some of your insights, wisdom, and experience to me, fantastic. You yeah. Know, if we sell a property together and, and you turn around and say, mate, you know, I couldn't have done it without you. You're a big help. Here's a couple of bucks in commission. Wonderful. But it's not having the expectation around that. You, yeah, you spot. I, I, the, I found that to be very much the case when it came to the networking side of things within my community. When I was a frontline mm-hmm. agent, it transpired that, you know, going out there with the viewpoint of, right, I'm going to give this networking thing at first, 12 months, and I'm not going to expect yep. it in the first 12 months. I'm just going to keep giving, keep giving, so that I am proving my worth beyond any reasonable doubt to, to yep. people. I'm proving to people that it's worth having me around. And, and yep. by doing that and having that mentality, it actually took a lot less time than 12 months in, in, you know, in the end. And in that first 12 months, picked up, I can't remember what it was now, it was like seven to 10 listings or something like that off, off a couple of business networks and whatnot, which when you consider the the initial outlay of $1,500 to be in a part of a network, you know, it was a very good return on investment in that first year. Yeah, absolutely. But what, absolutely. It, but what it proved to me was, and I didn't realize this until I actually saw the physical proof actually come to fruition, is that realistically, it just pays to be good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I know we've been talking about doing things selflessly, but to, to take that, that example that I gave just a moment ago and to look further beneath that, instead of going out there door knocking, trying to meet prospective vendors, making a thousand phone calls a week and, you know, really going through the, the, the hustle and grind of a first year agent. You're shadowing someone who's already established in the industry. You're attending their open homes where you've got prospective buyers and sellers coming into that property that are then a captive audience. Mm. They're coming to you. You're not needing to go and find them. So whilst we're doing it selflessly, we're offering our time at no charge and we're not asking for anything in return, we're also getting the exposure to people that we're trying to meet in the first place. 100%. So it's just think outside the box and just do it with the right intention. I I didn't know if we would end up getting to a point where we would get a little bit philosophical, Shane. I thought it was going to be a little bit more. <laughs> I, think it was, I thought it was going to be a little bit more surface level with you, mate. But uh, I love the fact that we've gone to, to down a path of really trying to understand, to a degree, the steps that a human, one should take as a human being, in order to feel a sense of self, in order to feel a sense of validation, it's almost it's almost the opposite to what is sort of common, uh, commonly thought of in society, which is you know being of self means that I'm I'm focusing on me, I'm improving myself, I'm just focusing on me right now, which is something that I'm hearing way too often at the minute. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and it really needs to be no hold on, I need to be of service to those around me to a level that allows them to feel that they can validate me freely. And I think that, that, yes, you need to be confident in yourself and all that sort of stuff in order to do that. And I get all that, right? You know, I do get all that. But what I think Shane and I are really talking about here, team, is the the sheer acknowledgement. The We are designed as human beings to be around hu- the other human beings. We're not, we weren't yeah. to be in solitude. 
We were brought up mm-hmm. to be in groups. And, and, I, and I think if you're coming into any real service industry of any real description, I think being accepting of that can really alleviate some of the, the pressure that causes so much more damage than what it's worth, um, whether it is within internally or externally. And, and I think if you're a business leader in a service industry, understanding that pack mentality and really helping people that are new to the game of real estate or whatever it is to hitch their wagon to someone, even if it is for a short period of time or, or really sort of rotating or creating a policy of some description whereby there is a bit of a buddy-buddy system where there is an allowance of someone going and working with someone for a couple of hours a day or whatever. So you can cross-pollinate and actually make people feel like they are part of a big a thing that's bigger than themselves. Actually helps to promote them to want to do well for themselves um, as, as part of that pack. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. I like it. Shane, mate, he's not just a hat rack team. He's not just a hat rack with a wonderful <laughs> smile. He is absolutely, he's he's a man of depth, believe it or not. And and and, and this, uh, this conversation certainly proves that. Um, Shane, I cannot thank you enough for being on the High Performance Human podcast. This is uh, a wonderful example of how high-performance humans have come from all sorts of different walks of life and have so many different ways of viewing what high-performance looks like. And, and the way that you've, you've gone about it in this episode has just really brought it down to a nuts and bolts level. And I, and I can't appreciate it enough. Thank you so much. Andy, absolute pleasure to be a part of it, pal. And uh, I think you're doing amazing things. So thank you so much for your time. Team, thanks ever so much for your time in listening and tuning into this episode of the High Performance Human Podcast, sponsored by RETA, the Real Estate Training Australia. Make sure that you get it. Make sure that you have a look at their site. If you are looking at getting into the real estate space, they are a great starting point uh, uh, for you. Uh, so, um, Shane, while we've got you on, what's the website, Net? What's the website, please? It's www.reta.edu.au. And for any of the viewers and listeners out there, if you use the word, the coupon code great deal at checkout, you'll redeem a $129 course discount. So uh, look forward to assisting you each through your real estate journey. That is absolutely a great deal as well, team. It's well worth you getting on board. And they do have a really good aftercare process as well with their players. So um, if you want to make sure that you get a qualification, but then you get a little bit of support around you in those first few nervy steps, then uh, then the team, uh, Shane and the team there at RETA are just really, really good examples of who you should be uh, aligning yourself with. Team, Stay safe, stay healthy, stay happy. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. And we'll look forward to seeing you on this channel, same time, same place. Take care, gang. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The High Performance Human. Hopefully, we've given you enough value to justify the time that you've given us. And we've got you that much closer to becoming your version of a high performance human. If you want to have any questions answered, then please feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram at Andy Reed Coaching, or alternatively, shoot me an email, andy at andyreed.com.au. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Thank you so much for joining us once again, and I really can't wait to hopefully bring you some more value in the next episode. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, most importantly, stay happy.